What's up, guys? Welcome to Four Vaginas Only, episode number one. Hello, and welcome to Four Vaginas Only, the podcast about everything female. I'm your host, Dr. Celestine, bringing you important information about understanding your health and body in the way you wish your doctor would actually explain it. Hey guys, Dr. Celestine here. In this episode, we're going to delve into the anatomy of the vagina, a fitting topic for the very first episode, if I do say so myself. I appreciate you all so much for listening. Please also subscribe, rate, and review, and also feel free to pop over to my site, fvonly.com, for more information about the podcast and yours truly. Alright guys, since this is the very first episode of Four Vaginas Only, I want to say thank you again for listening and welcome to my podcast. I hope that you not only gain a lot of information about the female body, but you also have some fun with me while doing so. I know that this is geared towards the ladies, but I really welcome anybody to listen so that you can learn something about the female body as well. So let's get to it. This episode is about the vagina, more specifically the external genitalia and some of the internal female reproductive organs. So let's go through the vaginal anatomy, top to bottom, left to right. Now, I encourage all of you ladies to not only listen to what I'm saying, but to sit in front of a mirror, legs open, and take a look. I know some of you may be scrunching up your faces at what I'm suggesting, but be honest with yourselves. If you don't know what's going on down there, how is anybody else supposed to? All right, so say you're listening to this in a car, maybe at the gym or on a walk, Obviously, do not look down there at this exact minute. Luckily for you, I have a webpage that corresponds with my podcast. I put a few photos on my website, fvonly.com, so you can follow along with pictures. But you're not off the hook. When you find the time, take a mirror and look down there. I promise you, it is not as scary as it seems. So here we go. First off, there's the labia majora. The labia majora are the thicker outer lips of the vagina. I call them lips because they literally look like lips but sideways. These are where the hair grows and is pretty much connected to or one with the inner thigh. Now we go in a little bit more to the labia minora. These are the inner lips, also sideways. They are just inside the outer labia majora and are more smooth and usually with little to no hair. Now, if you follow the labia minora up to the top, the top being the opposite way from your butt, right where the two lips meet, you'll find the clitoris. The clitoris, which gets swollen and very sensitive when a female is aroused, is under a hood of skin when you're not aroused. This skin over the clitoris, or clit as it's more commonly known, is called the clitoral hood, And that pulls back when you're aroused and the clitoris becomes apparent. You can also pull this skin back yourself, similar to an actual hood on a jacket, (laughs) and see the clitoris. Um, It kind of looks like raw skin a little bit. That's the only way I can really put it. But if you're looking and following along with me and doing as I'm kind of suggesting, then you see what I'm talking about. Um, So next... The opening towards the bottom half of the labia minora, bottom meaning more towards the butt, is the opening to the vagina. This opening is called the vestibule or the introitus. Those are the medical terms. And this next one can be a little difficult for all of you brave enough to still be looking with your mirror, 
while listening to my podcast, just follow along and you'll get it. So if you go straight down from the clitoris, just above the introitus or the vaginal opening, you'll see a small hole. That's where the pee comes out of, guys. (laughs) Or more nicely put, more medically correct, that is the urethra. Now, I know mostly everybody refers to the entire female genital area as the vagina, and I kind of allude to that as well, even with the title of this podcast, right? But if you want to get technical about it, the vagina is only the area just inside of the introitus. So that means it's completely inside your body, a tunnel of sorts, a tunnel that leads straight to our next structure that we're going to discuss. So um, just a PSA, I guess. All of these structures that we're going to discuss next, um, you cannot see from the outside. So put your mirror down. Warning, you cannot do this at home. It is not possible to see them at home. But anyway, let's continue. So the vagina ends at the cervix. If you were to feel inside the vagina with a finger or two, you will reach a stopping point. You can't go any further because the area where your cervix is stops you. The cervix is a little plump mound of tissue. It's pretty much what it feels and looks like, actually. And if the cervix were to be open, which it's only really open in instances where, for example, you're in labor and having a baby... You would then keep going straight down the vaginal tunnel through the cervix and right into the uterus. I like to think of the cervix as a door to the uterus. And if you enjoy little silly analogies like me, then you enjoyed that one. So for completion's sake, I'm going to talk about the fallopian tubes and the ovaries. The fallopian tubes are two very soft tubes that come off of either end of the top of the uterus, more inside of your abdomen. They are what catches the egg that is released from the ovaries and allow that egg to travel into the uterus um, like a little passageway. And once an egg is in the uterus, um, you either have your period if you're not pregnant or that's where the baby lives for nine months before you deliver. These egg-producing ovaries are just outside the fallopian tubes. A little difficult to explain, um, but please Refer to fvonly.com and see my lovely pictures there to help you follow along on the exact location of the fallopian tubes and the ovaries. So that's it. Everything you need to know about the external and a little bit of the internal anatomy of the female genital area. You're an expert now. Tell your friends. (laughs) So I just also want to make note here that especially the external part of the vagina, the labia, majora, and menorah. You know, even the clitoris can look very different on different people. Trust me, I know. I've seen a lot of them. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. You might have a longer labia, shorter labia. One might be longer than the other, a different color than somebody else's. Um, You know, usually there's nothing wrong with that. Just like everybody is unique, so is the vagina. Okay, so now I want to play a little game that I like to call Myth or Fact. I thought it would be fun to play with this with you guys, especially on the first episode, and I'll probably carry it on to other episodes here and there if I'm not doing interviews. Um, so we can go through some of the common things that, you know, I read online from people or that I get 
as questions in the office um, from my patients or my family members or friends even. So the very first installment of Is It a Myth or Is It a Fact? You need to clean your vagina all the time, including douching, soap, etc. Hmm. Guys, this one is a myth. Sort of. Uh, People like to say that the vagina is a self-cleaning organ. I'm putting up air quotes because it's a very common thing that people say. You can't see my air quotes, but, you know, we'll keep going. Um, And it is, but remember your anatomy. The vagina is a self-cleaning organ, meaning that inside tunnel area that we talked about, that's what they're referring to. Do not stick anything in there to wash it out, especially not a douche. Douching is bad, and it gets rid of all of the good bacteria that actually allows the vagina to clean itself. With that said, the outer area of the vagina, such as the labia majora, minora, you can clean or wash up with just water or mild soap, but... Beware that um, what I've seen, I guess, in my time of practice is that if you've been using something to clean the outer area all of your life and it works just fine, you know, stick with it. Don't try to switch to something new or start using something new that your friend's been using for a while because usually that's when I see that people become, or the vaginal area becomes irritated. All right. The next, is it a myth or is it a fact? The clitoris of a female is the same as the penis. Hmm, well, this one is a fact. Weird, right? But before you were born and while you were still inside of your mom's uterus, starting at even as early as six weeks, your gender is already starting to be determined. This is what I like to refer to as the gummy bear stage. Because if you look at a baby with an ultrasound at this point, it looks kind of like a gummy bear to me. Don't ask me why I thought that you guys needed to know that, but, you know, I think it's cute and I like it. But anyway, so it just happens that genes trigger the same exact area of the little gummy bear baby to become either a penis, or a clitoris, depending on what gender is selected for you during your development. And then the rest is history. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you for listening to episode one of Four Vaginas Only and learning a little bit about vaginal anatomy. If you want to learn a little more or look at some pictures, please go to my website, fvonly.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, rate it, and leave comments. See you guys in the next episode.